Face that could make a Wolverine purr. Hot is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's a Bill King show. Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock! That's what we call a sack lunch! I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. right here in this slot and Evie good morning to you what's the latest is Jameer Lewis I know that that was to some a surprise a junior college linebacker they signed yes um it was everybody thought uh you know signing day came and went on Friday and uh, you know you think that you're done for a little bit and then all of a sudden out of the blue uh, Ole Miss gets uh, Jameer Lewis, a linebacker from Southwest Mississippi Community College, um, going to play the Jack position, I believe, Jack linebacker. Um, you know, it was interesting. I think that they did not think that he was – actually, he didn't think that he was going to be a qualifier. I, you know, all the things that have to – have to uh, dots that have to be – uh, checked and everything for him to be able to, to qualify, but he actually ended up, he was, Pete Golding, I think, uh, spearheaded the efforts to get him to Ole Miss, so he's a big six foot four, 230-pound kid that a lot of people are excited about. Ole Miss Evie with us, and we talk college football, Ole Miss, and everything else when she joins us each and every Friday. Are all the quarterbacks together now? Is everybody on campus? Yes, everybody is on campus. And it's interesting because I'm hearing that uh, Spencer Sanders, who is the transfer from Oklahoma State, and Walker Howard, the transfer from LSU, have already hit the weight room. Uh, from what we're told, as hard as anyone on the team since getting here. So that's good news. And, you know, it's funny. In Kiffin's signing day press conference, um, this is the world we're in now. He didn't mention one single name of one single recruit. And, you know, I think a lot of that is because, you know, as you've talked about, we've all talked about that. February signing date is kind of just, well, it is anticlimactic now that so many kids sign early, but he did talk about the decision to bring in two quarterbacks. And again, he didn't really, he didn't mention anybody by name except for Jackson, but he just said he's really excited about the quarterback room and he had been concerned about it from a number standpoint. And so many people had said, you know, is this a message to Dart bringing these guys in? And I kept saying, you know, I think it's more 
Kiffin's just trying to get the very best players he can, and that's actually what he said yesterday. My job is to put together the best roster every year. So he mentioned, he said, you know, we're able to add two guys, one more of a veteran, Spencer Sanders, only he didn't say his name. If you look at the NFL model, and then a young one that's more like a draft pick. So that would be Walker uh, Howard. So kind of interesting. Jeff Chu says, speaking of Ole Miss's future quarterbacks, ask Evie if she's seen Lane's post of Knox Kiffin's top (laughs) five. Yeah, she sent it to me, actually, earlier. (laughs) Yes, yes, I have. I thought that 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 was very interesting because, you know, a couple of things, you know, the the players are – working, you know, younger and younger and younger. Knox is going to be a freshman in high school this coming year. And, um, yeah, it was funny. Lane tweeted, for those who didn't see it, that his top five are Oregon, uh, Florida, Georgia, Texas, and Ole Miss. So, you know, um, that was that was interesting to see. And there was also a little uh, video that Knox himself tweeted, you know, putting putting the work in. And Knox is looking pretty good for a kid who's in middle school. So, no, he he does. I I was just thinking Knox is not going to have a problem getting a scholarship. <laughs> No, I don't think Knox will have a problem at all with that. Um, I was uh, changing the subject just briefly. I know you talked about baseball starting, and somebody last week asked about Taiwan Malone, uh, who plays defensive lineman for Ole Miss and then is also on the baseball team. And I just want to point out that Taiwan was four for four in the scrimmage this last weekend, including uh, three home runs, and he hit a – uh, he had the highest eg- exit velocities other than one player, Kemp Alderman, who is just, you know, he's a he's a beast. But anyway, he went four for four, and uh, one of his home runs was 454 feet. Uh, he hit a 430-foot opposite field home run. So it was funny, the old Miss hitting coach uh, commented that, you know, he, he he's not here in the fall because of football, so you kind of might lose track of him. He said, but with that performance Saturday, you know, you, you can't lose track of him. Yeah, baseball in two weeks. Where is Ole Miss going to be? Um, they actually open up at home against the Delaware Blue Hens. That's right. On, That's <laughs> on right. February 17th. So, uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be fun uh, just to get just to get back out to Swayze. And, you know, one of the best atmospheres we had uh, uh, forum, the ladies forum there last weekend. And a number of the players, well, the players were all there, but a number of them commented, the new players, that that was part of why they chose Ole Miss, that, that you know, to play in front of 10,000 fans, Every weekend game is is pretty exciting for him, so that'll be fun. Ole Miss EV with us, yeah. Now, for example, Vanderbilt's in Texas in two weeks to play TCU. Tennessee's in Arizona to play Arizona. Ole Miss is taking a little bit of a risk there, weather-wise, though. You, you never know at that time, mid mid February, what you're going to get in this part of the country. <laughs> don't i mean or or even in the same weekend i mean heck it could be 
right. you know, 29 and rainy on Friday and sunny and 80 by Sunday. So there's just, there's no telling. But I know Ole Miss fans are just so excited about getting back out there. And Mike Bianco had his media day last Friday. And I think, you know, I mean, it's not that Mike ever gets giddy or anything, but uh, I let's just say I think he's looking forward also to, to having the season start. Got a lot of good returning players. So, you know, folks who think maybe they'll, you know, they lost so much they won't be in it, I think they might be surprised. Georgia Dog, ask Evie about Lane's success in the portal, and it's the rivals. Now, you've got several rankings, but in this one, the rivals one, Colorado one, Arizona State two, and Ole Miss number three. Right, and I know that um, I believe they're number three in the – on three rankings also. So, yeah, it's really interesting. I think Lane Kiffin did a really good job in the portal. Uh, Again, this season thus far, I think we'll see more come, you know, later. The next portal window opens up May 1st. Um, But he really talked a lot at his press conference Wednesday about it and just, you know, even said, folks, and fans and people seem to appreciate that I get up here and I don't give you any coach speak. I'll just tell you, you know, exactly how it is. And he just talked about how complicated it is now to have a recruiting strategy. Um, He said, you know, the way they set this up NIL, I mean, it is pay for play. I mean, it just, that is what it is. And he said, you know, we're over there celebrating when our guy, when Quinshawn, doesn't get into the transfer portal. Not that they thought he was going to, but he said, you know, you're just out here trying to now look at high school guys and think who who would be the kind of guy who wouldn't transfer. He said, you know, they get here and then if they have a really good season, then, you know, they're getting, you know, they're getting so many offers for money. He said Quinshawn, even though Quinshawn never entered the portal, has been uh, the most recruited player in the last two or three months than anybody else out there so I think it's just interesting you said you know you're celebrating when your own guy doesn't enter the portal so it's a crazy world oh Miss Evie each and every Friday joins us talking college football is is I'm waiting for Lane Kiffin to tweet something about Tommy Reese it's got to be coming today Right. Oh, it's just got to be. It's got to be. And, you know, I was when you were talking earlier about Tommy Reese's age, you realize that uh, Charlie Weiss Jr. is only 29. So um, that would be that's going to be interesting. But, yeah, I I expect Lane to tweet something here pretty soon. Charlie Weiss Jr. was mentioned. I didn't mean it's accurate, but what I would be reading various articles about. Alabama's search for an offensive coordinator. Some of them had his name in there. Really? Now, see, you're telling me something I didn't know. I've oh, been yeah. uh, kind of, uh, you know, with, with Kevin, talking to Kevin Hagan um, and some of the other Bama folks that I know, um, I have been kind of keeping up vicariously with the whole search through them. So that's an interesting one to me. Yeah, I know. I don't think anything's going on. But, no, but I, would... I, I don't either. But I just I would see the name there. Now that would be interesting with Nick Saban and a Charlie Weiss Jr. <laughs> together. Yeah, it would be, and you know, it's funny. I mean, Charlie Weiss Jr. You know, folks, you know, may wonder 
who's in charge? Is he in charge? Is Lane in charge? And, and I mean, obviously, Lane will have the ultimate say over any play that's called or any system that's run. But that would be the case whether your offensive coordinator is 29-year-old Charlie Weiss or a veteran one. That's just the offense is Lane's baby. But, you know, I mean, Ole Miss finished in last season third in total offense in the league behind Georgia and Tennessee and I and led led the league actually in rushing 256 yards a game so um Charlie Charlie Weiss isn't doing too bad Evie tell everybody how they can get your content they can go to therebelwalk.com. They can follow us on Twitter at the Rebel Walk, and they can follow me on Twitter at Ole Miss Evie. All right. We'll see you next week, Evie. Thank you. Thanks. There she is. Does a fantastic job. You can tell. I mean, homework, 24 hours a day. Just like all the good ones do. Fantastic. It's good to have her. When we come back, Kevin Hagan. Yeah, I'm not trying to fake it. Remember I was talking about that yesterday, how people fake it. No, I'm not trying to fake it. It's taped. We have to do that. We can't get him any other way. That's coming up. Omni Nashville Hotel. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Galton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanofRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. 
Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic. Treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. It's, so it's Miss Amy now for everybody, uh, right? Apparently it's, it's Miss Amy. Amy. It's Miss Amy, Miss Amy. I call her AAS. I call her owner. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, Rams, the boss. You know what she is? She's a wolf in sheep's clothing. I, I see. Damn, uh, bro. She knows, oh, she's, she oh, she's a gangster. Uh, oh, she knows what she She's doing. a gangster. She knows what she's doing. Yep. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Bill King is the king of college football and his sample size is large. Just ask him. like something's live when it's not. And I just want to see, you already know this is taped. I've told you that. We're not trying to trick you at all because that's the way we have to do this with Kevin. Can't do it any other way. And uh, talked to him yesterday. A lot of good info here. Now, let me just warn you, there's no Tommy Reese talk here because he was sworn to secrecy on that and literally right after we finished up. I mean, I... I was in my car in a parking lot taping this. Patton's back at the station. Kevin's up in Lexington. Walking from my car into a store, I see this story (laughs) after we finish taping. That's just the way this goes. A lot of good stuff here, though. Just tell me if you can tell if I'm trying to trick you or not here. Trying to make it sound live. Here we have it, y'all. Here's Kevin Hagan. Live, his triumphant return to the show. Hello, Kevin. We have to begin with the coordinators. A lot of speculation, a lot of hurry up and wait. What is the latest? 
Yeah, Bill, uh, this is beginning to surpass. Do you remember a couple years ago, the largest drama, I think you easily say in the Nick Saban era was, would Jalen Hurts stay or would Jalen Hurts go? And ultimately, Jalen Hurts, you know, transferred to the University of Oklahoma. And kudos for the kid who everyone says couldn't throw the football for taking the Eagles to the Super Bowl. I think we have now surpassed the Jalen Hurts drama with who are going to be the coordinators at Alabama. And, you know, on uh, – Tuesday of this week, I jokingly uh, sent out a tweet saying we've reached the point where we're going to sell Wonka bars with two golden tickets uh, to be the offense and defensive coordinator. What was a joke two days ago, Bill, uh, is scarily becoming what may be reality. Um, I can tell you this, um, Coach Saban uh, today, today being Thursday, it'll be yesterday when people listen tomorrow, uh, is beginning his traditional post-second na uh, national signing day vacation. Uh, my uh, best source in the program, I believe, and I, I this is a scary thought, uh, it would not surprise me if Nick doesn't make an announcement uh, or release an announcement while he is on this vacation. And unless something drastically changes, uh, I personally believe from what I'm hearing from the people that I trust that Todd Grantham is about to be named the defensive coordinator at the University of Alabama. I'm sad to announce that the Jeremy Pruitt to Alabama dream has died. There is absolutely no one to blame for that other than Nick Saban and his unwillingness to, in my opinion, show the backbone to do what's in the best interest of Alabama. There's a lot of misinformation out there about that. Um, so I, I hope I'm wrong. I pray I'm wrong, Bill. I hope I eat crow on that. But I'm afraid that we're heading for Todd Grantham. Of course, he's currently the senior defensive analyst at the University of Alabama. Saban has loved him. Saban thought about hiring him before in this role. Of course, Derek Dooley is the senior offensive analyst. On the other side of the ball, the offensive coordinator, uh, you know, Alabama brought in Ryan Grubb, the offensive coordinator at the University of Washington. Uh, and some other people, uh, Grubb didn't get the job because he didn't actually have an official offer. <coughs> Excuse me. He, he made $2 million. Uh, he got a raise at the end of the year. He's now making $2 million in Washington to be the Huskies coordinator. Uh, he was hoping to get a raise over that at Alabama, and Alabama wasn't even willing to pay him the $2 million. So it's not like he was offered and said, no, I, I can't throw out names for you on the offensive coordinator, but the names that I've been whispered to, which I'm not going to share to protect a source, let me just tell all the Alabama fans, if any of the names that have been whispered to me get the offensive coordinator's job, then the run is over. And people that I trust agree that if we end up with any of those offensive coordinators and Todd Grantham as a defensive coordinator, the new pie in the sky goal for Alabama football will go from being in the playoffs and winning a national championship to hopefully we can go 10 and two. This is a crossroads moment for Nick Saban. And I'm, very disappointed. I don't mean to be pessimistic on my first time back uh, on the show, uh, but right now, Bill, uh, we are we are heading off the cliff. Kevin Hagan back with us. We're talking Alabama with him. Humble Seeker has a question on Twitter. Wants to know your estimate on the 23 record considering 
the main opponents, Tennessee, LSU, et cetera, Texas, all have to go to Tuscaloosa. Yeah, it is a great schedule. As you mentioned, uh, all those games are in Tuscaloosa. Alabama makes a, a unique road trip to Tampa to play the South Florida Bulls in week three. Um, there's a, I have a lot of questions going into spring practice, and um, <clears throat> the coordinators are a huge, huge part of it. Uh, but there's a lot of position groupings that um, I just want to see how they work their way out. Uh, I don't mean to panic everybody, but I'm, I'm very concerned about the secondary uh, position, everything not named uh, uh, Kool-Aid. So I, I hate to not answer the question, but I, I'm, I'm kind of waffling on where, where it could really go until we find out about coordinators, find out who's going to do what in spring practice. So at this point, I'm going to be conservative, as I always am in every area of my life. And I'm going to go into it saying, Bill, I'm going to go 10 and 2 today with the right to change that. Um, ask me what two losses I think we may see. Um, I think the Alabama LSU game, even though it's in Tusc uh, Tuscaloosa, you know, LSU's had a lot of success uh, in Tuscaloosa. That's a potential one for them. Um, and then Alabama has to go to Auburn. And as we all know, uh, that's not Coach Saban's greatest place. Uh, he's had some real bugaboos down at Auburn. So um, at this point today, February the 2nd in pencil, I'm going to predict Alabama with a 10 and 2 record. Just business in Hoover, Alabama, wants to know about the Juco receiver that Alabama signed. Yes, great question. Malik Benson, a transfer wide receiver from Hutchinson Community College, 6'1". I think, Bill, this young man is going to have a phenomenal season. Uh, he's not only uber talented, he has a tremendous work ethic. Uh, I have a contact at Hutchinson Community College who tells me he's also a young man that has his head screwed on right, which is always wonderful to go with the God-given talent. I'm going into spring. I'm going to make the prediction, and I hope I'm not wrong after spring, but I think he will be the go Two wide receiver for Alabama. I think he's going to be the wide receiver weapon we didn't have next year. So I'm urging all Alabama fans to buy Malik Benson stock now while it's cheap because it's going to go up. Jim in Birmingham wants to know if you think Ty Simpson wins the quarterback battle this spring. If we want to go 10 and 2, he better. If it's anybody else, I'd get the right to edit that number down, Bill. Uh, I mean, I, it's, let, let's be honest. I mean, Jalen Milrow is a phenomenal young man, and I love him. I love the kid. But you look at our quarterbacks. I mean, we're bringing in two true freshmen, Eli Holstein and Dylan Londrigan. Uh, but you, you look at those four guys, the, it has to be Ty Simpson. It has to absolute has to be ty simpson and the feedback i've gotten in the program one of my greatest frustrations from last year bill what was the lack of playing time that ty simpson got last year um you know running quote quote 13 through last year bill ty simpson threw in games a total of five passes it's ridiculous and it infuriated me kevin hagan with us each and every friday Anything in recruiting or the transfer portal 
between now and let's say spring? Well, I think you're going to see Alabama go back into the portal after spring practice to fill a couple of holes. And I think you may see a couple of players come out of spring practice and realize that it's just the handwriting's on the wall and I'm probably going to be better off going someplace else. I would not see be surprised to see Alabama maybe go in the portal and bring in a backup center. Um, and, and a quasi-recruiting thing here, uh, Alabama just announced today, uh, not long ago, that they have issued a new collective, and it's called Yay Alabama. It's replacing the previous uh, High Tide Traditions Collective that was announced last April. I urge all Alabama fans to look at that online. It's going to have a three-tiered approach of fans, legends, uh, level um, and a sponsor level. So Alabama making a major change here. Yay, Alabama is now the official collective. Um, Nick Saban realizes, I mean, that, that's the reality of college football. If you want to continue to be at the top of the program, you got to have an elite collective. But the bottom line for Alabama right now is Nick needs to get it right. He needs to get two coordinators in there who know what they're doing. And as I told you right now, Bill, we're heading in the exact opposite direction. Another tweet. Don't let Kevin go without asking about basketball. Nate Oates and the oh season they're having. You know, here's the reality, Bill. I'm sitting here complaining about all this football stuff, but the reality is, Bill, you know what? For a basketball school, we got a pretty okay football program. You know, that's the yeah. reality. And, and the great news is the day that this airs on Friday, the Alabama Board of Trustees are going to meet. And one of the items is looking at the contract of Nate Oates. And I'm happy to report after that meeting, the part of Lake Tuscaloosa that Nick Saban doesn't own, Coach Oates will own. I, I understand that they're going to revisit the quote, quote, new arena issue. I know construction costs are going up, but I'm sick and tired of hearing excuses there. Here's the reality. Nate Oates, for all of us Alabama, Alabama fans that love basketball and there's a lot of Alabama fans that love basketball we're just wanting to be good right and Nate Oates has proven it kind of he goes back to the days of Wimp Sanderson um, you know um, he's proven that you can be successful at the University of Alabama as a basketball coach and I'm talking at a national elite level uh, Alabama was number two they're number four they are a legitimate a legitimate final four prospect and, and it's so great to see the enthusiasm and the thing I keep hearing from all the Alabama fans are it's not just that we're winning it's that this team is fun to watch I'm loving it Bill I love Nate Oates I'm happy to hear he's getting more money but they have got to get off their duff and figure out a way to get the man the arena he needs. Although I will say this, I personally, I wish the arena was was fifteen to eighteen thousand. But at this point, I'll take the new twelve thousand arena over what we have. But Alabama basketball, Bill, it's it's keeping us afloat. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of anxiety in the Bama Nation right now with the uncertainty in the football program. And our rock right now is Nate Oates in that basketball team. Kevin, a pleasure to have you back. It's an honor. I was shocked when you texted me and said I had an idea. And real quick, I just want to say uh, it was great coming to Commitments and seeing everybody. Uh, people, you could tell I was not in good health. I'm happy to report um, the doctors were getting better. I had a great heart report on Friday. Uh, but I, I, so many people have contacted me and said, I'm thinking of you. I'm praying for you. And I just want people to know that from the bottom of my heart, that means a lot. Uh, God's hearing and answering those prayers. And, you know, this whole community is just really, really special 
and I'm honored that we figured out a way for me to be a part of it again. And I just want to say thank you to all the listeners who are, are praying for me. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Kevin, we'll see you next week. Have a great Friday as always and roll tide. There you have it. Pat, do you think we tricked them? Do you think they thought that was live? They have no idea, Bill. <laughs> no clue. No idea, man. So, like I told you, no no Tommy Reese there. And uh, that was that was done on purpose at the time. That always happens. One thing you learn when you have sourcing and you're told keep it quiet, moments later somebody goes with it. You have to honor, if you've got a good relationship and you have sourcing, you have to honor it. But you're not the only one. You think you're the only one, but somebody else is leaking something. And the Tommy Reese story literally, after we finished up with Patton and uh, Kevin, a minute later maybe, after we concluded that interview, I'm looking, I'm just going down Twitter to see if I missed any questions or something. And there's the story with Chris Lowe and Tommy Reza. Yeah, right there. Wrigley Field Vol. Bill, the more pessimistic Kevin sounds regarding Alabama, the better I feel. Yet Kevin is, as you can tell, he is not real satisfied right now with the outlook on Alabama's future. He doesn't like the trend. He's not saying ultimately that's going to be the end game, but it's a big concern, as you can tell. For those of you who through the years said, you know, Kevin's just pie in the sky. Well, what's he supposed to say? They're winning multiple, multiple national championships. Do you think he's pie in the sky? What was that right there? What do you think that was right there? You think that was everything's good? We're about to win six more national championships? That wasn't an overwhelming endorsement if you just listened to that. We're at the top of our three. Omni Nashville Hotel. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. Call 800-715-9880. That's right. Annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. Call 800-715-9880. That's 800-715-9880.
Sponsored by Annuity General, producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the Double Your Refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4 Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep your operation running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond and Buffalo, Maria in Miami, and Jules and Troy, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with high-quality supplies for every industry, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch your Grizzlies Sunday at 5 when they take on the Toronto Raptors for their annual Faith and Family Night. Faith and Family Night features a post-game worship service with Bluff City praise led by Effie Johnson, as well as a faith-based Q&A conversation with Grizzlies forward Jake Laravia. Grab your tickets by visiting grizzlies.com or calling 901-888-HOOP today. From Nashville's home for the Memphis Grizzlies, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Every weekday afternoon, 2 to 4, live on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio, it's the McFarlane Show. It's Darren. It's Justin. It's 50 years of Nashville Sports Radio coverage. A show that's genuine, it's real, it's fun, it's passionate. We welcome your phone calls, and we mean it. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. Hashtag fat side up tweet to Bill at Bill is King to enter the arena of ideas. Actually, I touched on it yesterday. Matt Fortuna with The Athletic. After weeks of recent negotiations, the effort to get Oklahoma and Texas out of the Big 12 and into the SEC one year ahead of schedule has reached a breaking point. With talks currently stalled between conferences, schools, and TV partners. It appears more than likely that Oklahoma and Texas will not begin SEC play before their contractual start date of 25-26. Big 12's board has a pre-scheduled meeting today in Dallas. First on the stalled talks. Now, again, this could change, but I would say it still remains most likely that Oklahoma and Texas don't get to the SEC before 25. Obviously, you know, they're in the Big 12, 23. The hope was to speed it up a year to get them to the SEC by 24. It's not trending 
at the moment. I want to be careful because I've seen these situations that abruptly switch. But I would bet if you said place your wisest money on the year, I would say 2025 is the likely destination date there. Nothing surprising. Not not surprising news, but it is being reported. So I thought it was worth bringing up. Tennessee Shanky. Bill, listening in at the Charlotte airport, waiting on my connection flight to San Antonio, thinking about singing Rocky Top in Heath Schuler country. Oh, and eating Bojangles at the same time. Well, he's from Bryson City. I don't know. But you're right. Same state. Same state. Yep. Navy Schuler, too. Yeah, I mean, what if if Tennessee has two quarterback injuries, it's down to Navy Shuler, right? God help them if that happens. You're talking about shutting down that offense. That would not be good. Yeah, Navy Shuler is at Rocky Top. Allen, let's go to him down there in lovely Tampa, Florida. Welcome in, sir. 73 degrees and uh, fishing the rain. I think it's about 30 here. I'll stick with what I got here. I think I'll take this. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> so let me get this straight. Nobody wants to go to Tuscaloosa and work for a tyrant. I mean, I don't know if Kevin said that, but he implied it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I mean – it is what it is. I mean, Tommy Reese, I don't know if that – why would you go there when you can stay in, in, in Notre Dame? you got a pretty good gig, I'm sure. The coach here looks like a pretty good dude to work for. Why would you go there and put up with all that gruff? Micromanage and everything else, you know? I, I assume – and, again, nothing has happened for the audience, nothing new there, but I assume he thinks it's a resume enhancer. Yeah, well, it probably is. You know, he's got a good point there. But, you know, in the Big 12, that thing, wouldn't you rather get $100 million or $50 million for school instead of waiting another year or two and get nothing? Yeah, I, I think from what I've been told all these years, Texas can stroke that check. Oklahoma really, they don't want to. It's not worth it. They're going to be in the right. SEC. They're going to be in the SEC sooner than later anyways. What What's the point of stroking that check? Uh, to the tune of $85 million, if indeed that number is right, per school, if you're Oklahoma and that money's tighter. Now, they've got money, but that's a lot of money just to get in there two years prior when you're going to be there forever anyways. Well, yeah, you're right. That's a lot of money. I don't care who you are. But, um, yeah, they get – I mean, I would take $20, 30000000 million, whatever I could get, because you, if you wait the contract out, you get nothing. You get zero. Yeah, and I think there are still some fees, but, yeah, the, the, the bulk there, you're right. And I, I, I would imagine that's what they're probably – and there's going to be another meeting today, and that's why I'm a little hesitant to sound too overconfident in this. But, yeah, I mean, would you take half and say, we'll, we'll you know, 80 million total, 40 apiece, and, and let's let's cut this thing clean? I mean, 
I don't I don't know where we're at. I don't know what the you got to remember. You've got the ESPN relationship you got to deal with too, and who knows what's going on. Yeah, I saw where Blackledge left ESPN this morning. He's going to NBC to do the Big Ten. Yeah, that had been rumored that he was moving on, and that was a good broadcast team. Yeah, he he's he's solid. Blackledge has always been solid. Yeah, he is pretty good. My buddy, uh, uh, Villages Bobby, sent my grandson a, a book about football. It was really nice and kind of him to do it. But the guy sent my grandson a kid's book about football about Penn State. He's trying to convert my grandson to a Penn State fan. Yeah, your your grandson probably doesn't even know Penn State. No, he never will if I got anything to do with it. All he knows is FSU. That's it. That's all the boy knows. Which was really kind of Bob to do that. But I'm, my son said, he said, Dad, it's a book about Penn State. He's trying to convert him. <laughs> Aliquippa Bob trying to brainwash Seminole fans. That's it. That's what he's doing. He's starting by some grandson's father. He's starting young, man. Wow. Trying to get him. I hear the music, man. Have a great weekend, buddy. Thanks for taking my call. You too, bud. Appreciate it. Allen in Hillsborough County. Brad coming up. I lied. By the way, I said it was 30. I just pulled it up on my phone. It's 26. So I lied to you. Deliberately misled you then. It's 26. High is going to be 36 and 6. That's, that's nice. But over the weekend, it's going to get to the 50s and 60s. So we're, we're going to make a little rebound around the 6.5 here shortly. I don't really care what the temp is right now. It doesn't matter to me. But once we get to baseball, I don't want a bunch of knucklehead brain outs and delays and postponements. That's, that can't have that going on, which is very possible in the spring, right? I'm the Nashville Hotel. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year, it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1 p.m. with the Bucks from Motlow State taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5.30, the Austin P. Lady Govs host the Lady Vols of the University of Tennessee. Tickets to the 6th annual Mid-State Classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now. Motlow State versus Columbia State. Austin P versus Tennessee. Wednesday, March 15th, starting at 1.30 at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. For tickets and information to the 6th annual Mid-State Classic, log on to ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic or call 931-388-8119. That's 931-388-8119. The 6th annual Mid-State Classic. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three-cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand-breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal. 
both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more, and calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Jim Rome is here weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. The SEC is for closers, and there's only one way to survive in the SEC, ABC. A always B, B, C, closing, always be closing. A, B, C, A always B, B, C, closing, always be closing. Jim Rome, 11 to 2 on Nashville's original sports radio, WNSR. you like tackle football? Bill King does. And you can connect with at Bill is King on Twitter or 615-844-5600. I'll get a call in just a second. couple of notes here. Alan just brought it up. Todd Blackledge going to NBC, which had been rumored, joining Noah Eagle. Is that the son of Ian Eagle? I would assume. And Catherine Tappan for Big Ten football NBC Saturday night. Allen and Warner Robbins. Bill, you think Saban will find a diamond in the rough? Love the show. Now, I don't know what you mean. Do you mean as a coach, meaning as a coordinator, or I'm trying to specify what you mean by that? Or do you mean a certain position on the field? Yeah, let me let me know what you mean specifically, and I'll answer that. Yeah, I'll uh, be glad to answer that. All right, here's what we'll do. Let's take a call. Brad at the top of the hour. By the way, Brad is a Notre Dame officiato from birth. So his thoughts on the Tommy Reese story, which we don't know the conclusion yet, but he's in Tuscaloosa, been interviewing. That's going to be interesting to hear what he says about that. I don't know that he's a big Tommy Reese fan. He might be, but I don't think he is. We'll, we'll find out here in a few minutes. Down to the Emerald Coast. Georgia Dog, welcome in. Morning, Bill. How are you? Good, good. Bill, Todd Munkin is an old-school type uh, coordinator. He tells things like it is in uh, in an interview recently. uh, He said, uh, I was hired here to score points. I wasn't hired here to win championships. I wasn't hired here uh, to do a lot of recruiting. Uh, He does some. But he said, all this talk about uh, family atmospheres, he said, that's bull. If I don't do my job, they're going to fire me. Point blank, it's not a family, it's a job. 
he was approached by Kirby Smart and asked if he had an objection to Mike Bobo coming back as an analyst, and his response was, uh, you've already hired him, hadn't you? And Kirby said yes, and he said, okay, well, you've already hired him. But, you know, it's uh, when you look back, uh, Danny Raiola or Dylan Raiola in an interview the other day said, was asked if Monken wasn't coming back, would it change his opinion of Georgia, which he has not committed to Georgia, and he said absolutely not. And I think he had a, a slip there because he said, according to Coach Smart, we ought to have somebody in-house that would replace him. When you look back at Georgia football, this is going to make a lot of Georgia fans a little bit upset. But the top scoring team in the history of Georgia football was 2014 with Mike Bobo as the offensive coordinator and Hudson Mason replacing Aaron Murray that year. Uh, the, the year after Mike Bobo left, it went down to 26 points a game. So, you know, I'm, I, I love Monken, want him to stay there, but if he sees that he needs to go, uh, then then bless, bless his heart, let him go. But I don't think that George is in a situation where uh, it's going to kill him if he leaves. No, and I don't think he's leaving this time, but, but I think a year from now he probably won't be there. I interviewed – it's kind of ironic. I was there probably – I don't think it was 14. I think it was 13 to do my show from Georgia in the Butsmere building. And I was sitting there in a room with Mark Richt, Todd Grantham, and Mike Bobo. And then some players started coming in. But it was interesting talking to those guys. Spent about an hour with those guys. And uh, it's back then. You mentioned when Bobo was the offensive coordinator, former quarterback for Georgia. Most people will remember. Yeah, Thomasville, Georgia guy. Bill, yesterday I had a, I had about uh, – I text uh, a friend of mine. You, I won't call his name, but you know who I'm talking about. And he was a very successful college football coach. And uh, he told me, he said, look, there's more – when you're looking at taking an offensive coordinator job than just who you got coming back to play, and uh, there's more to it than your offensive line and, and the skill players. He said, let's face it, Todd Monken at Georgia the last two years has not had to look at 80-yard drives continuously. Uh, you know, if, you, if you've got a defense like Georgia's had the last two years, when your average uh, starting position's around the 35 or 40, it makes it a lot easier to score. So there's a lot that goes into it other than just, you know, sure. yeah. uh, what kind of personnel you got coming back, what kind of scheme you run. Uh, these guys, and this was behind-the-scenes stuff. He said, look, I've interviewed plenty of them. Uh, and if I had horrible defenses, the interviews didn't go so well. So uh, I don't know. Uh, there's, there's a lot more goes into it than just, uh, than just us casual fans know. Yep, good point. Yeah, good point. Bill, Tell Brandon to wake up with that. I'm going to just be doggone. Right. Appreciate it. Yeah, if you take the job at Georgia, you know they're probably playing stout defense. That's not a problem. Doesn't matter who they transition personnel-wise on defense. You just know that. Allen down in Warner Robins said, Bill, I was talking about coordinator position, meaning diamond in a rough. Do you think that's what he's looking for? Well, I don't think Tommy Reese is considered that. I think he's further along than that. But, and he's well-known. He's from a well-known. Tommy Reese is, was born into football, okay? It's, it's his whole life. And he's, he's wired to do this. And I think if he gets, if, if today we find out that he's taking that job, 
And again, I do not know the outcome there. We don't know that yet. I think that's a solid hire. I mean, I've told you, I, I've got a long background with that topic. I can I can go as deep as anybody wants to go. But I think that'd be a solid hire. I think Notre Dame would easily be able to recover too. I don't I don't think it's gonna be one wins, one loses necessarily. Gonna be interesting to see what Brad thinks. He's a big Notre Dame aficionado. And anything you have for Brad, go ahead and post it. You can front load him there. Any gambling questions or future games, what have you. Super Bowl coming up, college football next year, all of the above. That's coming. Omni Nashville Hotel.